Welcome to the Beaver Bulletin, your new favorite weekly podcast from Buenavista University's The Tack. Here giving you all of the news and updates from the last week, I'm your host Colin Imhoff, and don't forget to go check out all of the other great articles that The Tack has to offer. Let's see what's on the bulletin board for this week of March 21st, 2021. Today on the bulletin board, we've got a special story about BBU track and field athlete Max Murphy, Rutgers University requiring COVID vaccines for all students, and of course the event of the week, BBU Baseball's Weekend vs. Simpson. All of that and more to come on this week's episode of the Beaver Bulletin. If you want to learn more about any of these stories, scroll on down to the description and you can go check out these articles for yourself. Now, for our first story. Our first story on the board comes from an All-American track athlete here at BVU. His name, Max Murphy, and his story, quite unique. The sophomore business and sports marketing major has faced a lot of adversity so far. Here is his story titled, A Need for Speed. My name is Max Murphy, going to Buena Vista University. I'm a hurdler. Murphy would have one of the best track seasons in school history. Starting off my freshman year, I didn't really know what to expect. Honestly, the first meet, hit me as a surprise because I got done with my first race and everybody was telling me I broke the school record. So I was super pumped for about 10 minutes and then it all came crashing down because I found out the timing was messed up. Murphy would continue his season unable to top that time. To be honest, the middle part of my season was very frustrating, but I just kept working hard and coming to practice every day with the mindset I got to get better. I wanted to be better and I wanted to help the team when it came around to the conference. At conference, Murphy would finish second in the 60 meter hurdles and fourth in the 200, but he would have one more chance to qualify for nationals. Once I crossed that finish line, I sprint to the timers table and it said 8.17. It was just overwhelming. I gave Coach Slack a big old hug. It was amazing, and it's like a once-in-a-lifetime experience for sure. Murphy's time would be 15th in the nation and punch him his ticket to nationals. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, the national meet was canceled. I went through all of this. I trained my butt off, and it just like was all gone just in an instance. It was hard for me, you know? It was it was tough. I couldn't, I can't even explain the emotions, I guess. Former Buena Vista University track coach Colt Slack had this to say about Murphy. I think Max, again, he'll be motivated, he'll he'll work hard, and uh, he'll do his best to be back on that stage and hopefully make some noise for himself and, and for BVU. So, great young student athlete, and, um, you know, he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Unfortunately for Murphy, things would only get worse. It was just a knee pain, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just getting checked out. So I go into my meeting with my doctor and I'm not expecting anything. And he sits me down and goes, hey, we looked over your results again and your ACL is torn off the bone. All, like, all these emotions ran in. We're like, am I gonna be able to run track again? Am I, am I gonna be as fast when I get back? And I was, I mean, I cried the night, like the night that I learned those results, it, 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 it hit hard. Murphy would have an amazing recovery, but his knee problems would continue. My left knee was hurting a little bit, and I go down to the AT, hey, we think you have a torn meniscus. And at that moment, I was back at square one, it felt like. Even with his second knee surgery, Murphy still believes in himself. I mean, two knee surgeries, two major knee surgeries, actually. Like, it's obviously going to slow a person down, but I feel like I can work hard enough, and I can... I can get back to that level I was at. Murphy's roommate, Riley Flint, agreed. Um, but I know he will work hard to get as close as he can to it, if not better. 
I know he's not one to let injuries or mental mistakes let him down and make it so he can't work hard or compete the next day. So I, I definitely think he's going to be, if not close, if if not close, right, he will be there or even above to where he was before. Murphy still has big dreams. At my senior year, I want to be winning nationals for the 60 hurdles and 110 hurdles. To be continued. Big thanks to Max Murphy for sharing his experiences with us. Let's hope to see him back on the track soon. Next up on the board is Buena Vista County's rise in home valuations. As many of you know, BV County is currently going through a housing shortage, especially in its smaller towns. This demand for housing, along with the current low interest rates, have forced the valuations of homes to rise by 12%. A valuation is the estimation on how much something is worth, this makes homes in the county less affordable as well as increases property tax. The property tax increase is not expected to reach the 12% that the valuation has increased. Kathy Crocker, state assessor, is predicting for BV County to reach Iowa's cap for the tax increase, which sits at 3%. According to the county's budget, the areas of Albert City and Marathon have seen 30% increases in valuation. Mayor of Marathon Dana Snow was surprised by the increase as the town has been on a downward trajectory. Besides Storm Lake, the county has very few homes even up for sale. Out of the 15 homes currently on the market, 11 of them are in Storm Lake. It is clear to see the Storm Lake valuations are currently on the rise as the prior year saw a 3.4% increase. The tight housing market in the county has only made it harder to address this housing shortage. Now to our third story on the board with Iowa expanding its open enrollment in high schools. On Thursday, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds proposed a major education bill. Only a portion of it would be passed by the Iowa House, with the biggest change being the expansion of open enrollment in high schools. House File 847 would do a lot for schools beyond open enrollment. It includes flexible student and school support programs, along with expanded tax benefits for teachers. The bill was passed 62 to 33 with many Democrats supporting this bill. This bill will now move to the Iowa Senate and is expected to be passed as they previously passed education bills previously proposed by Governor Reynolds. Many Democratic members attempted to add more to the bill stating that it did not do enough to help schools. Amendments were introduced to raise the starting salary for teachers and modifying portions of the bill regarding flexible support programs. All of these amendments would fail to pass. Along with expanding open enrollment, the bill also allows athletes to transfer high schools to compete quicker. The hope with this bill is to improve the public education system through some of its tax breaks. This includes more money being allocated to textbooks and teachers being able to deduct certain expenses on their state taxes. Moving to number four on the board with Rutgers University announcing that it will require COVID vaccines for all students attending in-person classes in the fall. The Scarlet Knights are among the first universities in the U.S. to require the vaccination for students. This was announced by the leadership at Rutgers on Thursday afternoon. Rutgers will be updating its immunization requirements, and it will include the COVID-19 vaccine on that list. However, students are allowed to request an exemption from this, but only for medical or religious reasons. All students attending in-person classes will have to provide their COVID vaccination card before being allowed to attend class. Many students at Rutgers are in support of this to help the school return to normal. The next big question will be, is it legal to require the vaccine? According to a poll given to students at Rutgers, yes. Yes, it is. 
Similar to any other vaccine, colleges are allowed to require students to be vaccinated, one would think. Dorit Rice, a professor of law at the University of California, feels that the argument could be made that the vaccine is still in an experimental phase and should not be mandated. With Rutgers being one of the first big schools to require the vaccine, we can only wait to see who will follow a similar path. Coming to our fifth story on the board with President Joe Biden's new goal for COVID vaccinations. Biden has over doubled his original goal for COVID vaccination shots, now aiming for 200 million doses to be distributed in his first 100 days. Many thought this original goal of 100 million was a little ambitious, but public health officials announced that 100 million doses had been hit at Biden's 58th day in office. It is estimated that currently in the U.S. around 2.5 million vaccine doses are being distributed per day. Biden explained that he is aiming to do this quickly to allow all K-12 schools to be open five days a week before the end of the school year. It is unlikely that many schools will change the way they are doing things with the end of the school year so fast approaching. Biden is still predicting that May 1st will be the day for all adults to be eligible to be vaccinated here in the U.S. Here in Iowa, Governor Kim Reynolds has given us that date at April 5th for Iowans. The problem that President Biden will soon face is all of the Americans that won't be vaccinated. It is estimated that around 30% of Americans don't plan on getting vaccinated for COVID, leaving this nation in a very weird position. The final thing on the board is, of course, our events of the week, BVU Baseball's Weekend vs. Simpson. Both Saturday and Sunday, the Beavers would take on the conference rival Simpson Storm. The Beavers being the defending conference champions were excited to start conference play. Saturday's games would be exciting as the Beavers would win the first game 6-3 with Tyler Tennyson throwing a complete game for the Beavers. Game 2 would be up and down for the Beavers. They would have a big 8-run third inning with a big bases clearing triple from Nick Hendricks who missed a grand slam by less than a foot. The Beavers would find themselves trailing in the bottom of the 8th where Tyler Tennyson would hit one of the farthest home runs in BVU history to give his team the lead. Daniel Meisner and myself were on the call. Let's listen in. Hendricks goes to the plate and this is hit well left field and it is way back and it is gone! Tyler Tennyson gives the Beavers the lead! Oh my goodness! I think you gotta call Tyler Tennyson the man of the day. That is his fifth hit of the game after pitching seven innings and getting the win in the first game. The Storm would come back and tie the game after this, but Dominic Roderick would hit a walk-off single in the bottom of the ninth to give the Beavers the win. Unfortunately, the Beavers would split their doubleheader on Sunday, but would still take the series win. Calvin Harris would be a notable guy for the Beavers on the weekend, as he had seven hits and picked up the win on the mound with a crucial strikeout in the top of the ninth of that second game on Saturday. Overall, it was a great weekend for the Beaver baseball team. That's all on the bulletin board for this week, folks. Make sure to come back next week for more great stories and updates. Remember, if any story interested you and you would like to read more, links to all of the articles are in the description. Also, don't forget to go check out more great articles from the TAC. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Beaver Bulletin. I'm your host, Colin Imhoff, and I'll see you all next week.